So this Sunday is known as Trinity Sunday. Now we know Trinity is not an actual word in the Bible. Trinity's never been written because back when the Bible was written, Trinity wasn't something that people thought about. That's how we identify God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. We call it the Holy Trinity. That's a man-made word, better known as three in one. Now, to, this morning, I want to talk about how Jesus is our high priest. Because by Jesus being our high priest completely explains why there's a three in one. Why there's always been a three in one. And the purpose behind it. So I'm going to start this morning, and I'm going to start in Hebrews chapter 9. Most of it's going to be in Hebrews, but I'm going to jump around a little bit for those of you who have Bibles. Hebrews chapter 9, I'm going to read verses 1 through 5 to start. Then indeed, even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and earthly sanctuary, for a tabernacle was prepared. The first part, and which was the lampstand, then the table, and then the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And behind the second veil was the part of the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid on all sides with gold, and which were the golden pot and the manna and Aaron's rod that had budded and the tablets of the covenant. And above it were the cherubim of glory, overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot explain now in detail. This was the original sanctuary, the original tabernacle that God directly told Moses how to build. Specifically, you go back to Numbers, and you go back to Genesis, and you can read, and Chronicles, how he gave the exact dimensions and how he wanted everything built. God, from the beginning, was setting the stage for what was to be the fulfillment through Christ Jesus. That is how the entire Bible reads, from beginning to Revelation. It's always pointing towards something else greater coming. He's always opening our eyes, helping us to understand. And we have all these things, this original tabernacle, because it shows us the steps of coming to the Lord. A friend of mine just recently uh, did a series of sermons on each article in that tabernacle and how it symbolized and stood for Jesus. Amazing, amazing stuff. Wonderful. Um, but to really understand the tabernacle, we have to understand the role of a high priest. Now see, a high priest was the only one who could enter that holy of holies. The rest of the priests could go into the sanctuary part, but only the high priest could go into the holy of holies, and he could only go in there one time a year. And he did not go without blood. He had to bring blood. And that one time out of the year was what we talked about on Wednesday. Yom Kippur was that one time a year. So if you keep on reading, verses uh, 6 and 7. Now when these things had been thus prepared, the priest always went into the first part of the tabernacle, performing the services. But into the second part, the high priest went alone once a year, not without blood, 
which he offered for himself and for the people's sins committed in ignorance. The high priest was the mediator. He was the one and only person who could bring that blood that would sanctify, that would save the people of Israel for their sins. He was the only one allowed to enter that holy of holies. Now, we know because of Hebrews and because of Paul's writings that Jesus is our high priest. But how is that possible? Because a priest had to be of the order of Levi. All the priests were of the order of Levi, right? And God doesn't do anything randomly. He doesn't do anything by accident. So how was Jesus considered a high priest? God had a way. Because God always has a way. First off, Jesus was the, of the priesthood, not of Levi, but of Melchizedek. Anybody ever hear of Melchizedek? Yes. <laughs> Go back to uh, Psalms. Psalm 110. This is how amazing God works. Because God always has something in motion. God always is working. And even in a moment, like when, I, when David wrote this psalm, I doubt David understood what was totally taking place here. But we do now because we've seen the fulfillment. Look at the first verse of 110. The Lord said to my Lord. I'll say that again. The Lord said to my Lord. God talking to himself. It's three and one. You bet you he is. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Sound familiar? Jesus said that in Matthew. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion and rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power and the beauties of your holiness from the womb of the morning. You have the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn... You can't take that lightly. When the Lord has sworn, it is written. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. When the Lord has sworn something, God cannot lie. God is not human. Yes, he created an entire order of priesthood out of Melchizedek. Now, who's Melchizedek? Does anybody know? Anybody remember him? Genesis. Genesis. Melchizedek was a priest and a king of Salem. Salem was the original name of Jerusalem. And get this. This is another part. We see God working. And again, probably Abraham didn't even fully understand it when he did this. But you remember when he went and saved Lot? And he took all the goods and he just stripped all the stuff from the people who had kidnapped Lot and his wives and his kids and he brought all it back. You know what he did with it? He gave a tenth of it to Melchizedek. He gave a tenth of it to the new Jerusalem, to what would be Jerusalem. Then he gave a tenth of his earnings to them. Already there was signs and there's Things pointing in the Old Testament how Melchizedek was a higher order of the Levites, which hadn't even begun yet. There wasn't even an order of Levi yet. But see, God has a purpose for everything he does. And he set that priesthood of Melchizedek in effect way back in Genesis. So when he made the order of Levi, it could show what was to come. 
what the order of Levi was all about, what that high priest stood for. It was not meant to be that we could only come to God through the sacrifices, through the high priest forever. It was never meant to be that way. God had created his own priesthood that was above man. And it's another sign showing that all of the original things in the Old Testament were meant to be completed and fulfilled in Christ Jesus and only in Christ Jesus. And we see that Jesus is a high priest now of a new covenant. Old Testament, New Testament. Old covenant, New covenant. God makes new covenants. He doesn't do away with the old. He transforms it into a new. It has a new promise, a new meaning. It is a growth from the old into the new. It does not do away with the old. It is a fulfillment. And we see that here as Jesus becoming the high priest. Because the purpose of the human high priest was to be a mediator for the people. And what is Jesus for us? He is our mediator. Look at verse 15 of chapter 9. It says, and for this reason, he, Jesus, is the mediator of the new covenant. By means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Jesus is our high priest because he shed his blood, not of goat's blood, not of ram's blood. He became for us the perfect spotless lamb. He went to the holy of holies, for us on that cross. Literally the veil was torn down. As Jesus said it is finished. And he died on that cross. And the earthquake happened. And that veil fell in that temple. It was not by accident. The veil truly had been removed. That you did not have to be a high priest. You did not have to go to a high priest any longer. To get salvation. To talk to God. To plead on your behalf. You could go through Jesus himself. He was and is our high priest. He shed that blood for us. We are redeemed by him. We are forgiven through him. He is our mediator. Now here's the great part. If you go to Romans chapter 8, verse 26, Paul writes about this and he says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he, he who is Jesus, who searches the hearts, knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Amen. So now we have the Holy Spirit because of Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. He's praying on our behalf. We have Jesus who is our mediator. All we have to do is go to him and he's praying on our behalf. And you see now how the old covenant, the old Testament, there was one way and one way only, but that way was pointing to something greater. And now we have all these ways that we come before God. We actually come into the Holy of Holies, into that tabernacle, and come into his immediate presence. There is nothing in our lives here 
that should have us worried or concerned or stressed or overcome. <laughs> there is nothing that is greater than walking into the very near presence of God. And we can do it at any moment. We don't just have to do it here on Sunday morning. We can walk out and get in our car and call on Jesus. And he will be our mediator and we will be directly in the presence of God. We can be in our bathroom. We can be anywhere at work. Anywhere. He is with us. Praying for us on our behalf. He takes us straight to the Father God. We have no worries, no concerns. There is not one thing in this world we cannot overcome. Because we have Jesus who will take us to God. God who created it all. Now granted, it says it has to be in the will of the Father. So sometimes, you know, we have cries. We have concerns. And we go to God. And at that moment, God may have a bigger picture planned. But it always brings glory to Him. And although we may not understand it in the moment, like it says also in Psalms, as David wrote, we wait upon the Lord. And we wait upon Him with endurance. And we wait upon Him with his strength and his grace because as we know his will is greater than our own because the only way we have been saved is through his will he has called us out as it said in verse 15 that's what ecclesia means the church the called out ones we have been called out and now we stand and the presence of God through our high priest, through our mediator, Amen. Jesus Christ. It is only because of Christ Jesus, our mediator, that we are able to enter the Holy of Holies and come stand before God, our creator, our father, clothed in righteousness because of that blood that he shed on the cross. For he is our mediator and his mediation is our only means. To salvation. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. Which I had marked. It says, For there is one God, one mediator between God and men. And that is, my version says, the man. But if I could include the king, the Lord of lords, the savior, the Messiah, the Christ, the high priest, God himself, Christ Jesus. One, only one, that is Jesus. But he brings us into that holy of holies. And sometimes, I think in our modern day and age, we forget how off-limits that Holy of Holies used to be. How blessed we are to be able to come into that Holy of Holies. The amazing things that the Lord has done. Yes, He has given us freedom. He has given us salvation. But He has allowed us to come into His very and near presence through Jesus. And that in itself is a miracle beyond miracles. And something we should not take lightly. Something that we should seek and soak in in a daily 
on a daily basis. Because that is where we find our strength. That is where we find our endurance. That is where we find our peace and our rest. Praise the Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.